0: Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today I am with my new friend Mary or oh, Mari. And isn't that crazy? I like literally just as you in my head, I was
1: like, no, no, with my new friend,
0: Mary, Uh, no, (laughs) Mari from West Coast Catholic. And I am so happy to be sitting down with her and hearing all about her creative endeavors, her relationship with Mary and just what really inspired her to want to help people grow in that relationship, which, you know, many of us don't have kind of a full-fledged relationship with Jesus's mom for many, many reasons. So I'm excited to kind of hear where you came from and then what your hopes are for other people, whether it's through your creative outlets or just through your witness just as a person. So excited to hear all about that, but welcome and thank you so much for being with us.
1: Thanks so much for the beautiful introduction. Oh my gosh,
0: thank you. (laughs) I'm also
1: excited to be here and I love the way you put it because you seem to have that knowledge of like, yeah, we don't all have that strong relationship with Mary. And because my experience was so different, I think it's, it's become a continual surprise to me as I learned that in my years of ministry of how much people struggle to know Our Lady. And my heart just bursts for love for her and for all of her children and wanting to help people get to know her. So I'm excited to jump in today.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. And I love your topic too, because I remember I grew up in like a non-practicing household. And when I went to college, it was like my first, I went to Catholic college, it was my first immersion into people just being like, super, super Mary and my, and my college is named after her. So it was just like, oh my gosh, like so intense. Mm -hmm. And I just had never, I, but my, I was so overcome by how cool she is. And I was like, wait, you're telling me she has apparitions. You're telling me (laughs) she's said actual things to us, you know, like, like, And you're telling me like I can pray and ask her to intercede for me like Jesus's mom. It's like the craziest thing. So I'm really excited to hear more about you and what revelations you've had as well. So I would love to hear just a little bit about you for everyone listening. I would love for you to just share a little bit about yourself and what you're up to. Of
1: course. Yeah. For those of you who don't know me. Yeah. My name is Mari Wagner. I'm a wife, Catholic content creator and founder of the popular Catholic lifestyle brand West Coast Catholic. On my Instagram at West Coast Catholic, I talk about living a Christ-centered life, um, how I strive to do that in my marriage and my family life. Um, I talk a little bit about clean living and holistic homemaking and just practical ways on how to grow in your faith life.
0: I love that. I love how you said all of those things. And those are a lot... (laughs) And those are a lot of things. So that's um, that's amazing. And I and I almost want, and I will ask, like, when do you rest? When do you sleep? Because that sounds like a we're lot. We're
1: working on it. We're, okay. we're learning how, actually. Yeah, this year okay. we're, we're learning to slow down. We're calling it the year of us.
0: Ooh. So yeah. I love there. that. Very sweet. <laughs> yes. Accountability is the name of the game. So I'm proud mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. So Mari, when you were at the beginning of West Coast Catholic, right? What, I have two questions for you. So what launched you into that kind of creative endeavor? And then also, how has your relationship with Mary evolved to the point now where you're sitting down and you're talking about growing in relationship with her to other people? So Mm -hmm. have those two, were those two things the same? Like did Mary kind of to kind of launch you into mm-hmm. having that creativity or how did you get here?
1: Yeah, I think it, it merges together beautifully for sure. Let's see, my my relationship with Mary goes way back to when I was conceived, truly. I won't get into the whole story since we've got a short amount of time, but pretty much my mom, um, I was an unplanned pregnancy for my mom. And it was through a prayer for Mary's intercession that my mom got her answered prayer from the Lord of, of, yes, you should continue this pregnancy. You should go through with this Beautiful. pregnancy because at the time she wasn't a practicing Catholic and deep in her heart, she knew abortion was wrong, but being faced with that situation at 19, she actually had to face the decision and, and wasn't sure what she was going to do. And through wow. a little miracle that Mary did in her life, my mom knew that, that she was meant to continue with this pregnancy. So from the very beginning of my life, I have always felt Mary's motherhood and I'm, I'm Colombian, so Hispanic and like good Hispanic grandmas, they, they love Mary and are very devoted to our lady. And she passed that along to my mom and passed that along to me throughout my younger years. And so I feel like she's always been with me and I've known her to an extent throughout my whole life. But what's funny is that even though I felt close to her and always asked for her intercession, the rosary wasn't a practice that I had until later in my life, until like, yeah, college. And so where this starts to weave into West Coast Catholic is I was a sophomore in college and my then boyfriend, now husband, um, had just finished up a summer working as a life team missionary. And one of the arts and crafts they do with the kids is teaching them to make corded rosaries. And so he was like, I want to make you a rosary for your birthday since you love Mary so much. And he's like, I want to make it really beautiful. And I want you to pick out like real beads. I I don't want it to all just be cords. And so I was like, okay, yeah. So we went to Michael's, we picked out some beads and he put together the first West Coast Catholic rosary, we'll, we'll say. And the beauty of that rosary, like the intentionality behind a new, which it was made with, and the beauty of it and the design of it it drew me to it so much that i wanted to hold it all the time and so i i'd put it in my pocket i'd sleep with it i'd put it in my backpack i'd carry it with me all the time and i wasn't praying it yet but i was just so drawn to it yeah and so eventually i was like you know i should pray the rosary i have it with me all the time and so i began to to add that into my prayer routine and not every day yet but sporadically and the peace and the graces that came with that were so great. We're so amazing. And at, at that point I had started, um, I was about a year into my Instagram platform that I had started West Coast Catholic, where I was just sharing kind of like, kind of like a faith blog, just what the Lord was doing in my heart as a college student and how to live it out. I felt very alone in my faith growing up in Washington state, not a very faith filled place. And so I just felt a call the Lord to be a voice for other Catholic women that were kind of in a similar space of like not really having community around them. So it was about a year of me pouring into that account and ministering to women online when Trey and I were like, you know, like maybe we could serve these people that are following along now on your account and make a few of these rosaries, see if we can draw them to Mary, draw them to the rosary through the beauty of this rosary. And that's kind of how we got started. I mean, we made a few rosaries that summer like 20 of, of four different styles, and it just snowballed from there. And the Lord had this huge plan for us. And we've grown into a lot more than that, our lifestyle goods, prayer tools, other things, but our rosaries for sure are are always the thing that people come back to.
0: Wow, that's a beautiful story. And God bless you, because also like, what a beautiful story about you and your husband meeting too. That's like so wonderful. And so, yeah. I mean, the intentionality, it's the intentionality for me. That's very sweet. <laughs> and, and I bet that you were like, oh my gosh, absolutely. Marriage. So that's yes. awesome. Yes. <laughs> that's what awesome. about
1: you? What has your experience with Mary been like?
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. This is so different because normally nobody ever asks me questions, <laughs> which is totally fine. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So when I went to college, I went to Ave Maria and I started college and I my only faith at that point had been like my youth group, which was great. I had a, a very dynamic youth group. And so as an adult, I went to school and I started learning different things. Like I, I learned the Salve Regina, how to sing it and what all the words meant. And I just remember being like, oh, my gosh, like it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and sh- and I started learning about apparitions and I was like, she's so cool. She appears in so many ways and. And then just, you know, learning about her relationship with Jesus and her relationship with us and how individually she looks at each one of us. I was like, wow, that's so crazy. And from there, I just was like, Mary is it. And every time, you know, someone would be like, we need to pray about something or something's going wrong in my life. I was like, we need to like ask Mary to to figure it out for yes. us. And she just became this like accompaniment Mm-hmm. Woman that I was like, You are it. You're everything. And yeah, I just I just grew in like great love for her. And my family is not practicing. And my area outside of my youth group is is like pretty like not super dynamic in that way at that time. I was just really launched into like giving everything over to Mary to handle. So mm-hmm. when I would go home from college and kind of be, you know, back in the thick of it, everyone in college you kind of go home and you like, re revert back, to, re, your teenager revert self. back <laughs> to like when you were a kid. Yeah. And like going to mass is hard. Talking to people are hard. Yeah. It's like praying's hard. And so I just remember like asking Mary to help me. And I just, I think that was like, honestly, the reason why I made it th- through college and just remember feeling kind of intimidated asking Jesus to help me so much, you know, and like God, I kind of felt like, oh gosh, this is like, it's kind of a small problem. So I, I'm sure. going to I don't want to, like, burden them. I don't you want know, to worry you with that's the little silly. things. <laughs> <laughs> that's silly, everyone. But, you know, I just remember being like, okay, well, Mary's like my mom, you know, so like I talked to my mom literally about when my back hurts or like yep. I found like a new <laughs> zit on my arm or something. And my mom <laughs> is always completely interested no matter what I'm you're saying, so right. you know, and I'm like, OK, well, if she's completely interested in things, I'm like the coolest. Then Mary must be like, I'm completely invested <laughs> in everything you're saying. So then it just turned into like everything I was saying and thinking about. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take some time and just. Ask Mary what's going on because I'm kind of confused or like I'm, you know, hurt or I have a crush on someone. I need to figure it out. Like kind of that mother... That could nurture me from that, you know, theological place mm-hmm. rather than my earthly that. mom, who's yeah. also pretty great. So she's like your mom, your sister, your best friend. Like, yeah, all so it's like she's like so fun. And then I used to talk with my friends, very Ave Maria, like Catholic school conversations, right. but be like, what is Mary? What do you think Mary's like in heaven? Like,
1: yeah, do you
0: think she's like setting up, uh, like, the fruit salad at the barbecue and Joseph's like <laughs> grilling and Jesus is like setting up cornhole. And I was like, it must just be so fun up there. And they're just all so fun. And I was like, Oh my God. And I just like, you know, I just one that. of those things where you just start imagining and really creating like a biblical theological imagination. And I think from there too, I was just like, man, she's just must be the coolest. So, yeah. So thank you so much for asking that. Of oh my course. gosh, I'm going to throw back a question to you. So yeah. I see in you know a little outline that you sent you shared some awesome ways that people can grow in relationship with Mary mm-hmm. and I, I mean i wish we had like 3 hours to talk about all of them me too one of the one of the ones that you mentioned was a consecration to mary mm-hmm. and obviously like praying the rosary right her prayer that she gave us but i would love to talk about consecration to mary and like what does that mean so if someone's like wait a minute it seems kind of strange I'm seeing a bunch of people with chains on their ankles and wrists. <laughs> <laughs> like, it seems a little like foreign and weird. Yeah. Like, w- what is the misconception there? And then what is it actually? And how did those devotions? So like consecration to Mary, the rosary, like how do those devotions actually help us?
1: Yeah. Consecration to Mary. I, that's like the number one thing I usually advise people to do when they are mm. intrigued by Mary or don't really feel like they know her because even though I had this love for Mary my entire life, I learned so much new information about her when I did my first consecration. Mm -hmm. And I did it through the book, 33 Days to Morning Glory. It was just recommended by a friend. I, I don't really remember how it came to my hands. I think a friend was doing it and she suggested it. So I did it. And yeah, I learned so much about like the theology of Mary, for example, of just like, that she was like the intercessor and like, the head of like all of the graces, like she distributes all the graces and she's that mediator mm-hmm. and that she's the spouse of the Holy Spirit. I was like, whoa, these are fascinating things. And the more I learned about her theology, who she actually was and more of like her mission in our life, my devotion grew to her. So definitely recommend people to to do it through that book. I think it's like one of the easiest reads, one of the easiest ways to break it down, to do the consecration. Sure. Yeah, and if people are like, what, what do you mean by consecration? I guess I don't know the technical term, but it's kind of like this, this commitment, this devotion that you grow to Mary and to entrust yourself to her and to entrust That's your exactly life it. to her. Yep. Exactly. And it's not that you're not entrusting yourself to Jesus, right? But it's just fully entrusting yourself to his mother who can intercede for us, who can guide us to him hmm. in, in a different way.
0: Hmm. Yes. Beautiful. And I remember the first time in college when I did my consecration, we read the St. Louis de Montfort, which Mm -hmm. is a tough read. Really? It's a little dense, but it's great. But definitely Father Michael Gately is, you know, the path of least resistance in terms of like, yes, a little easier to digest.
1: And even then, a lot of people struggle getting through it sometimes because Mm -hmm. it's 33 consistent days and we struggle with consistency so much luckily it's just a page or two a day that you have to read but my recommendation would be to do it with a buddy like to have Mm -hmm. an accountability buddy to do it with together I had a lot of friends who after I did it were super excited about doing it but they kind of did it on their own at different times and they didn't get through and it wasn't until we all decided to do it together or like they decided to do it with another person that they got through the 33 days and so highly recommend you have an accountability buddy
0: ah that's it that's the word yes so I absolutely love that. And I'm curious, you know, what your thoughts are. And like, there are many, many, many devotions that people can have, and all of them are great, right? They're blessings and opportunities for us to grow in relationship with God, which is great. But how do devotions, like what role has the rosary particularly had in your life to growing closer to Mary and growing closer to the Lord, like, mm-hmm. because some people might say, you know, I don't really want to do the rosary. I might want to like pray this prayer. Or I might want to yeah. spend some time listening to some music or watching this reflective thing or et cetera, which are all great things. But we know that the rosary has like a special, mm-hmm. you know, power. power and, like, to it. Yeah. Right. And so like, what is your kind of relationship with that? And how is it, how has it touched you in that way?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my journey with the rosary has evolved a lot. Like I said, it never used to be a practice. And then my family, we we grew up Catholic, but we weren't practicing until my later years of high school. And so mm. later years of high school, my mom would have us pray the rosary every Sunday. And at that point, I was kind of at the at the beginnings of my reversion. And so Mm -hmm. I was kind of like the bratty teenager of like, why do we have to do this? This is so boring, mom. (laughs) Until college when Trey gave me that rosary and I started to build that devotion on my own. But I think what really struck me and what really started this deep seated commitment and devotion and real desire to pray the rosary regularly was when I learned about the 15 promises of the rosary. So these are the promises that Mary gave to St. Dominic when she gave him the prayer of the rosary. And I don't have them all memorized, but they're, they're beautiful. And when I first came across them, I'm like, you're telling me like, if I pray the rosary devoutly, like these graces will come, you know, like, I think Mm -hmm. one of them is a promise that you'll have, you'll not die without the sacraments. And I'm like, okay, sign me up. Like that's, that's that's a huge promise right there alone. And so literally I came across that one day and the next day I just started praying and I started praying it every day. And I was on a really great stretch at that point. I still struggle with praying it every single day, but that definitely has has brought me back to having it be more consistent. I think too, one of the reasons I love the prayer of the rosary is because it can be easy to just have these meditative prayers um, that just bring peace. Mm. Sometimes we don't feel like we have the words or sometimes like we're just feeling anxious and stressed and we need something like repetitive, something soothing to kind of bring us back, to kind of like like root our soul back away from all the noise, away from, you know, whatever distractions that we have in front of us. So with the Rosary, sometimes I like to say that it's just like math, like one plus one equals two. And so you pray the Rosary, Peace comes. You pray the rosary. Graces come. You pray the Rosary, you get to know Mary. You pray the rosary, you, you get to know Jesus because you're meditating on, on his life in the gospel. So, so, so many graces can come from it.
0: Oh my gosh, love that, love that. Feel like that could be on a poster or something. Oh my gosh, so beautiful. Definitely like very anointed words you have. So I Thank know you. that you are working on a collection, Mater Nostra collection, mm-hmm. which I love that, our mother. Beautiful. Would you share more about that? Yes,
1: absolutely. So I recently have had this this realization of people's um, distance with Mary or people's resistance to know her. And and recently I did this survey on my Instagram, over 400 women or almost 400 women answered it and over 50% of them answered that they either don't know Mary or they want to, but they have no idea where to start. And that just stirred in my heart. And so I, I was like, Lord, what do we do with this? How do we help people know your mother? And one of the ways that I have come to know and love her, which you've mentioned before, is learning about her apparitions and learning about the messages that she has given these visionaries and the way that she she says the words, she always says, dear children or my children. and And just those motherly words of care always draw me to her. So- I was like, how do I create something that helps bridge that gap between people and Mary and maybe tie it to a devotion that they can build for one of the apparitions? So the Modern Ostra collection was born. Like you said, it means our mother. And there's four rosaries in the collection for Fatima, Guadalupe, Lourdes, and Medjugorje.
0: Oh my gosh, wow. yes, Yes.
1: And so each of the rosaries... The design is inspired by the apparition. So Lourdes had some greens and some blues. I went to Lourdes last summer and it was just like gorgeous, luscious greens. And, and the blues, you know, kind of remind you of the waters from the stream. And the Fatima one has these kind of like burnt orangey beads that remind you of the Sundance that happened, the miracle in Fatima. So each one is designed to kind of help you learn about that apparition and bridge that gap and, and just really help you help you grow in your relationship with Mary.
0: Oh my gosh! Okay, well, I'm gonna take out my credit card. You already—you got me. You won me over. Um, yeah, I'm sold. That's beautiful. Oh my gosh! Well, what a tremendous gift that you have, and your team, and your husband, and you know, and it's just thank you so much for saying yes to God, and you know, using your creativity for you know. God's purpose that's beautiful and I'm so grateful that you were here this is such a blessing too to just hear about how the Lord has worked in your life and how Mary is like really with you that's like I hope that for anyone listening that it's kind of working on their relationship with the Lord or with Mary that knows that she is just ready, willing, and super excited about everything that's going on in your life. So yes. if we can kind of have that perspective shift, I, I I found that it makes it easier to grow in that relationship. So that's awesome. So mm-hmm. at the end of every one of our episodes, we ask each guest about something that gives them hope this week. So it can be something that you're looking forward to or something that has happened that has given you hope. If you need time to think about it, I can go first, or if you're ready, you can go. How are you feeling?
1: I think I got something.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So recently I got a direct message on Instagram and I get it, you know, some of these every once in a while where people share a little bit of their story or their testimony. And one of them recently was just about the blessing of social media, which I feel like sometimes we need to hear more of because we hear a lot of things about social media. And this person just thanked me and a few other Catholic creators for being on this space, for coming on to share our heart's vulnerability, to share about our faith life because they don't feel like they have people in their life that encouraged them through that. And, And through these accounts have been able to feel known and heard and have been encouraged to live out their Catholic faith like fully and freely in their life. And I know that Instagram can be a dark place sometimes, can be overwhelming, can be a source of anxiety or comparison, or, or we see a lot of other people that, that don't align with our beliefs and that can be really discouraging, but just know that, yeah, it gives me hope to know that there are people bringing the gospel to this space and bringing light to our feeds. So that's kind of my thing.
0: Oh, I love that. And good for you. Good for you all. You know, social media can be um like it's kind of a daunting place sometimes. So it's nice to know that, you know, people still find that there's fruit from it, which is, you know, definitely nice to hear, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, something that has given me hope, I recently went on a family trip with my mom. We went to New York, New York City. My mom is from there. But she has always wanted to stay like in Manhattan. So we got a hotel in Manhattan. We stayed next to Central Park. And my mom just like, for a couple of days, we just like lived so fancy. There was like a person that pressed buttons in the elevator. And we were like, oh my gosh. And it was so fun. It was just like, sleepovers with my mom and I just like love those. And so it was just such a good time. And I got to see my sisters and my nephew who's four and take him to the Natural History Museum. And it was just such a beautiful time to reflect on how much hope my family gives me that I am loved. In moments when I'm like super overwhelmed and just like, way beyond remembering how important I am. It's nice to have people around you that are like, you're really important and we love you. And it's not that we love you because you're important. It's just because we love you. And it's just like, wow, you know, and it was just such a blessing. And then just be able to pour that into my nephew too, who just is like four and everything is just so beautiful to him and great. It's just, it was just such like a hopeful thing to be like, wow, you, there's a generation of people that are just going to be poured into all the time, you know? And like my family is just, you know, gave me that big blessing. So it was, it was great to be able to experience that, especially with my mom who, for those listening, I always talk about how like my mom is like my best friend. So it was so (laughs) fun to be able to like hang out with her all the time. And Etc. Order cookies and like watch so good. watch Law and Order until like eight PM and then be tired. So so it was great. So it was a real blessing for sure. Thank you so much for sharing yours and I would love to know about where we can find out more about what you're doing, where people can follow you, and just kind of keep up with the collection.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. So by the time this this airs, the collection will be out, and you can shop at WestCoastCatholic.co. That's where the Modern Oyster collection will be at, and where you can find all of our other products. If you want to follow along on Instagram, my Instagram is at West Coast Catholic, and the shop's Instagram is at shop.wcc. And that's where you can stay updated on all things West Coast Catholic.
0: Great. Well, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Perfect. So everyone can check that out. And thank you again. It was such a pleasure having you, and looking forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, you too, Chanel. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you so much to Mari for being our guest today from West Coast Catholic. Make sure to check them out at westcoastcatholic.co on their website, as well as on Instagram. They have lifestyle things, apparel things, and beautiful rosaries. I mean, just a a ton of great Catholic goods. So we'll make sure to put that in our show notes so y'all can check that out. In the meantime, please know that we are praying for you. Please pray for us. And I'm looking forward to talking with you all soon. God bless. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.